Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Welcome to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the National Community Radio Satellite. Listen to the Anarchist Woolless Week, Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. Listen to analysis of local, national, international events. Listen to analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Welcome to the Anarchist Woolless Week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. My name is Joseph Scano. And if you're wondering what anarchy is all about, it's not exciting. It's boring stuff. An anarchist society is a voluntary non-hierarchical society based on the creation of political and social structures which are based on direct democratic principles. The people involved in decision make those decisions and elect or appoint delegates to coordinate those decisions at a local, regional and national level. It's a society where wealth is held in common. And why do anarchists... Promote the public interest. Why do anarchists, you know, are interested in direct democratic concepts and holding wealth in common? Very simply, an anarchist is somebody who wants to live in a society or a community without rulers. What gives a ruler power over you? Concentration of power in the hands of minority, concentration of wealth in the hands of minority. So anarchism is about devolving power and it's about redistributing wealth. Simple concepts. There is no other way of creating a society without rulers. You need to devolve power, redistribute wealth. So although anarchists may have different ideas and they do have different ideas on how to get from A to B, all anarchists accept the premise an anarchist society is a society without rulers. Anarchos, A, without, cos, ruler. Simple. And that's whether they're self-appointed or elected. It's about power. It's about wealth. And don't let anybody uh, tell you otherwise. Now, in today's program, we've got a lot of exciting things happening lately. A lot of exciting things happening lately. And that's the beauty of being alive, is the fact that you can actually attempt to mould, attempt to influence what's going on. It's not good enough to sit back and wait and wait and wait and wait. It's not good enough to be a member of the Gunner tribe. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that when I roll off the couch. It's not good enough to be a member of the somebody should do something about that tribe. 
two very important dr- tribes in the Australian psyche, the Gunner and a somebody should do something about that tribe. Huge tribes. And while the Gunner and the somebody should do something about that tribe, you know, rule the roost, change will never occur in Australian society. Now, although, although we analyse, we criticise, we give unsolicited advice, although, although we do all those things, what we try to do is initiate campaigns, initiate political movements which will have some impact on the society around us. Now today I'd like to spend a fair bit of time, not an extraordinary bit of time, but a fair bit of time in promoting public interests before corporate interests. It's been a slow beginning, but over the last week we seem to have gained a bit of traction. Yesterday was a pivotal day in public interest before corporate interest, uh, political and social movement, because our website is now up. So you can do a number of things. But before we go on to that, talk about the website, talk about the way to contact us, talk about the way to become a member, I'd just like to slowly go through the aims and membership information regarding public interest before corporate interest because the concept of setting up a social movement slash political party which was based on promoting public interest before corporate interest cuts across most if not all social, political, economic and environmental issues in this country and around the globe because Australia has been turned on its head over the last hundred years, or especially over the last three decades. The deregulation, privatisation, globalisation and corporatisation revolution has put corporate interests before public interests, whether it's infrastructure, health care, education, the environment, and the list goes on and on. It's all about putting the interests of unaccountable corporations whose major responsibility is to their boards and major shareholders before the interests of the community as a whole. And we've seen this take on a life of its own. We've now got situations where sovereign states like Australia enter three trade agreements which prevent sovereign states, the parliaments of sovereign states, from actually passing legislation which protects the interests of the people they represent if somehow it interferes with the profitability of unaccountable corporations whose major responsibility is to their major shareholders. Now, you all may be agog about the debate, the so-called debate about revenue in this country today. Revenue, money, 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 money coming in. I mean, last budget, it was all about cut, 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 cut. This budget, it's about revenue. And Mr Hockey, the world's most unmemorable treasurer, has put revenue, that's right, revenue, on the debating table. He says... It's all up for debate. Well, it's not all up for debate because real power in a corporate-dominated society 
doesn't lie in Parliament. It lies in the boardrooms of unaccountable corporations. It lies in the hands of that small group of society that owns the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication. And this so-called tax debate is not about ensuring the corporate sector that 24 carat leaners led by Mr. Rupert Murdoch who gets a tax deduction tax deduction gets a tax rate sorry not a tax deduction but a tax rethrown of $882 million in 2013 while making while uh, hiding hundreds of millions of dollars of profit in offshore little companies all legal of course because of the weakness of our parliamentary system so Public Interest Before Corporate Interests was launched on this radio program a few weeks ago. And as I said, it's been a slow beginning. But yesterday, our website flickered into life. So what are the aims? We aim to ensure the interests of the Australian public are put before the interests of unaccountable corporations whose major responsibility is to create ever-increasing profits for their major shareholders, irrespective of the human, social, environmental and national costs. That tiny section of society that owns the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication have become so powerful they are instrumental in setting the parliamentary agenda and determining who governs us. It's time public interests were put before corporate interests. It doesn't matter what sphere of human activity. We are a society. We are not a collection of disparate individuals. We are not serfs serving a corporate master. We are citizens of a sovereign nation state with rights and responsibility. And it's essential that the interests of the public at large is always put before the interests of the major shareholders of unaccountable corporations, which is the exact opposite of the situation we find ourselves in 2015 in Australia. Membership. Now, membership is three. It doesn't cost anything to join public interests before corporate interests. Membership is open to people of all religious beliefs and those who have no religious beliefs. We we welcome people of all races, nationalities, genders and sexual orientation. We believe all human beings are born with inalienable rights and liberties. No government can legislate away or corporations take away. Very simple. Very simple aims. Very simple membership criteria. Now, if you are interested, and I encourage you to walk with us, this is not just a political party. This is a political movement. This is a political movement which takes its inspiration from the political movements which are growing in Europe, the anti-austerity movements which are growing in Europe, which are achieving significant political change, who have come to the fore in a time of public crisis. That's what public interest before corporate interest is about. So if you are interested, and I encourage you to walk with us, I encourage you to hold hands with us and walk with us. It is not enough in 2015 to listen, to criticise and to do nothing. 
You don't have to be a genius to join public interest before corporate interest. You don't, you know, it is open to everybody who agrees with those aims. We aim to ensure the interests of the Australian public are put before the interests of unaccountable corporations whose major responsibility is to create ever-increasing profits for their major shareholders, irrespective of the human, social, environmental and national costs. That tiny section of society that owns the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication have become so powerful they are instrumental in setting the parliamentary agenda and determines who governs us. It's time public interests were put before corporate interests. The first branch of public interest before corporate interests has been set up in the Seaford Frankston area of Melbourne, one of the outer two of the outer suburbs of Melbourne. We do have a public launch, which you are all welcome to. It's not going to be the usual public launch with set speeches and people sitting down in large halls. It's a public interest before corporate interest. The public launch will be held in a public park. So if you are one of those Australians who's ever wondered why in the lucky country it is so hard for so many Australians to find a home, pay their rent or pay their mortgage, why so many Australians have trouble finding a job, let alone a well-paid, secure job, why it is so hard for so many Australians to put food on the table and pay their electricity and gas bills, why so many Australians have so much trouble getting access to public hospitals and health services and sick, why is it so difficult to find affordable childcare and get a decent education for your kids if you are one of the 80%, that's right, 80 to 90% of Australians who fall into this, gar- into this category, or if you're concerned so many Australians in the so-called lucky country can't make ends meet, then join us at the national launch of public interests before corporate interests a political community-based group that uses both electoral politics and workplace and community action to ensure all Australians, not just a small minority, enjoy the fruits of this rich land. With your help, that's right, with your help, not with the government's help, not with the corporate sector's help, not with the Murdoch media's help, but with your help, we can ensure all Australians benefit from living in the so-called lucky country. National launch, 11am to 2pm, Sunday the 12th of April, that's the Sunday after Easter Sunday. Broughton Reserve, B-R-U-G-H-T-O-N, Reserve Station Street, Seaford, behind the Seaford Shopping Centre, between Seaford Community Centre and Cannonock Creek, 50 metres from the Seaford Railway Station. And in the communal spirit of public interest before corporate interest, if you're able to, bring along food and drinks to add to the communal table. If you ever wondered why, come along. Bring your family, bring your friends, bring anybody. Bring them along. Let's start, let's kickstart a new political and social movement which will, in the next few years, become a significant player in the political and community and social life of people in this country. As I said before, you can retain your membership of the Gunner Tribe 
You can retain your membership of the Somebody Should Do Something About That tribe, or you can join the new tribe on the block. Public interests before corporate interests. How do I join? Simple, no membership fees. Number of ways. You agree with the aims. You can go to our website, fascinating little website, pibc.net, P-I-B-C-I dot net, N-E-T, P-I-B-C-I dot net. You want to email us piffy comments, criticisms, positive thoughts, info at P-I-B-C-I dot net, info at P-I-B-C-I dot net. We've already got members in Victoria, the ACT and New South Wales and hopefully by the end of this week we'll have members in every state and every territory in this country. Obviously, initially we're aiming to get 500 members so we can actually register this as a federal political party in time for the next election. It's important that we do this as quickly as possible because there are four, there are in Parliament, the Labor and Liberal Party are getting together to ensure that small political groups, emerging political movements are sidelined. So it's important that we get this application in and get the 500 members as soon as possible. So don't leave it today. Join PIPC today. Join public interest before corporate interest today. Change the world tomorrow. If you're not internet savvy, it doesn't matter. We've already received applications through our post office box. Write to us at post office box 20. Parkville 3052 Post Office Box 20 Parkville 3052 We'll send you out the necessary application form or you can always leave messages on 0439 395 489 You may have noticed in the recent elections that although the seats have changed in recent state elections that although political parties come and go, that we are still not in a situation where public interests are put before corporate interests. If public interests were put before corporate interests, we wouldn't have a so-called tax debate today. And going back to this tax debate, it's all about broadening the tax base. It's all about increasing the GST or it's all about incorporating new elements into the GST or it's all about introducing a new value-added tax which affects everyone, every single person. There is nothing, nothing in what Mr Hockey and the Liberal National Party and the Labor Party have put on the public agenda which fills me with any, you know... uh, which fills me with uh, hope. Nothing fills me with hope regarding their ability to curtail the corporate sector in their ability to ensure that corporate Australia, both transnational corporations which are based in this country and transnational corporations that are not based in this country pay their fair share of tax. There is nothing in what they tell me and tell you on a day-to-day basis in those so-called tax debate that will ensure that people like Murdoch, one of the richest people on the planet, does not get an $882 million tax refund because he's got some creative accountants. You know, there is nothing in what the Labor Party and the Liberal National Party tell me regarding their so-called future policies that fill me with hope that corporate Australia 
will pay more than 1% tax. When corporations as large as Apple and Google pay less tax than somebody earning $200,000 a year, you know there is something wrong in this country. And it's not just a matter of revenue. It's a matter of competition. It was very interesting to hear this so-called competition report, you know, mentioning monopolies. How can a small business person, a micro-business who pay their taxes, who pay their company taxes, how can they compete with the IKEAs of the world, transnational corporations, who pay less than 3% tax? How can they compete with 21st Century Fox, Murdoch's other arm, which pays less than 1% tax? So all these small business people who think the enemy is the worker, is their employee, all these business people need to think again. Because their enemy is our enemy. Their enemy is the corporate sector. How can you compete against an organisation that has a virtual monopoly on activities in this country that doesn't pay tax, that strips its workers of basic entitlements, how can you be expected to compete on a level playing field? It's like the preps playing Hawthorne. It's like the preps playing Melbourne Victory. It's like the preps playing the Brisbane Broncos. It's like the preps playing the Australian cricket team. That's how bad things have got in this country. And you know why? It's very simple. Because real power in Australia does not lie in Parliament. Real power lies in the boardrooms of national and transnational corporations which set the political, which set the political social and cultural agenda in this society on a day-to-day basis. That's where real power lies. And if you think I'm lying, look at the situation we find ourselves in. 25 million people living on a continent, not even being able to look after the basic needs of all our people. How pathetic. How pathetic. How has it come to this state where all the, you know, victories of the past are whittled away, whittled away by governments whose major responsibility is not to us, but to those corporations who bankroll their political campaigns. How? Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard for the Australian Parliament, both at a federal and a state level, to pass legislation to ensure the corporate sector pays their fair share of taxation. Why is it so hard for the Australian Parliament to pass legislation to set up a new people's bank which would actually act as real competition against the privately owned banks? Why is it so hard for the Australian Parliament to pass a 1% stock market transaction tax? 
to ensure that those people who don't pay tax do pay a little bit of tax. Why is it so hard for the Australian Parliament to remove negative gearing? You know, a economic activity which allows people to who own one home to buy a second home and a third home and a fourth home and a fifth home and a sixth home courtesy of the taxpayer getting a tax deduction while Australians can't even access, young Australians can't even access their superannuation payments to buy their first home. And the single most important aspect of living a life in poverty when you're old and living a reasonably secure, comfortable life is owning your own home. Why is it in a lucky country that people can borrow money to gamble on the stock market and get a tax deduction? Yes, boys and girls. You can borrow money legally from your local financial institution, spend it on stocks and shares, and if you make your losses, you're covered. You're covered. You can claim a tax deduction. Maybe I should ask for a a million dollars to go and play the pokies and have my losses covered because that's what it's analogous to and it's all legal and it's all allowed by the Australian Parliament. No wonder, no wonder there is such a need, such a crying need for a new political social community group that puts public interest before corporate interests. And we have taken that step today and we want you to walk with us. We want you to walk with us. And whether we need to walk through the length and breadth of this country to ensure public interests are put before the corporate interests, we will ensure that. And this is not idle talk. Because people say, this country at the beginning of the 20th century at some of the most socially progressive policies on the planet. And they came through the blood, sweat and tears of generations of Australians who struggled to ensure that we didn't live the same type of life, that ordinary people didn't live the same type of life as they lived in the developing in the third world. It came through struggle. Don't forget the 18th century satanic mills in England during the Industrial Revolution where four-year-olds were forced to work in order to survive, where people died on a daily basis in order to make a buck for somebody else. And when I see all those hard-won rights and conditions being whittled away, when I see that it is now illegal to withdraw your labour in this country, when I see the rich and powerful laughing at us every day of their life as they crow on about philanthropy, giving away their money to the worthy poor, not the unworthy poor, I understand the gains of the last 40 years have 
been destroyed because we, that's right, we have allowed it to be destroyed in a materialistic orgy where we thought things were more important than rights and responsibilities and liberties. Extraordinary. Listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. My name is Joseph Scanner. I'm hosting today's program. You can contact me on 0439 395 489. Leave a message. I'll get back to you the next day or so. You can write to me at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. You can email me at anarchistage at yahoo.com, anarchistage at yahoo.com. Look at the website, anarchistmedia.org. See all the activities the Anarchist Institute is involved in. If you're interested in joining public interest before corporate interests, go to pibsic, P-I-B-C-I dot net, P-I-B-C-I dot net. Email us at info at P-I-B-C-I dot net. Now... I occasionally read the Fairfax media, not often. I try not to look at the Murdoch media. I feel physically ill every time I look at it. But uh, I was interested in two articles in Melbourne Age. Most likely they were in the Herald Sun. Not the Herald Sun, in the uh, Sydney Morning Herald. They may have been, I don't know. And one was about one was about this um, shopkeeper in Delhi who'd been part of a the Gunner tribe. You know, he'd been part of the Gunner tribe. A man of poor and humble origins who'd done reasonably well as a small shopkeeper. These were a lot of little kids in his area who were not getting education because I know we're all told about the great, the great middle class, you know, in in India, the growing middle class, but we're never told of how, you know... The people that have been left behind. It's a little bit like Australia. We're told about how good it is for so many people. We're not told about all the people that have been left behind. So this man, Rajesh Kumar, decided to open a school for free under a bridge in the middle of Delhi. And kids who wouldn't receive an education will turn up and learn something, at least learn something. And even went to the extent of getting them little a little blue top. So they felt part of a school. I mean, the other kids that go to school have a uniform. And one of his charges, a pupil called Akesh, a nine-year-old girl, was there. She'd been denied a start in life because her father had been killed in an accident on a Delhi construction site. You know, human beings, poor people, well, disposable garbage, basically, aren't we? 
And if the main breadwinner dies, the whole family, penury, no social security, no support. Two pages away, thousands of kilometres away in Melbourne, widow Bell, widow, Isabel Clunger and her two young children, under five, find themselves with $5 till the next payday after paying $2,000 in bills because they've been denied compensation under Victoria's WorkSafe legislation despite her husband, her 29-year-old's husband's death in a, on a building site in East Brighton last year. He was a contractor, a subcontractor, a sole trader. Eerie parallels, aren't, haven't we? Is this where the deregulation, privatisation, globalisation, privatisation revolution has led us? Where people are forced into sham arrangements in order to get a job on a building site? I mean, the situation the Clunjar family in Melbourne and Arkesh in Delhi face are a direct consequence of the deregulation, privatisation, corporatisation and globalisation tsunami that has swept the world over the past three decades. These changes have kept the Akeshes of the world in abject poverty and have stripped away hard-won rights and, li- and conditions that have been won through the blood, sweat and tears of generations of Australian workers to ensure the dependence of those killed at work were looked after for the rest of their lives. As individuals and as a society, Australians are now paying the price for putting their faith in the profit-at-any-price mantra that dominates so much of Australia's Australian life today. That's what it's like, mate. You got the money, you can buy the best private education for your kiddies. You got the money, you can buy the best health care for your family. You got the money, you can have those wonderful first-class overseas holidays. You got the money, you can be a philanthropic, you know, a... Um, example and the list goes on and on and on that's the type of society we've become and that's why we are launching public interest before corporate interests in Seaford an outer suburb of Melbourne that's why across this country there are real issues which we try to compartmentalise. Last week I touched on the ice scourge. Hmm? I mean, joining the dots. We are very good at pointing the finger, throwing the first stone, stoning the adulterers. We are experts at it. 
But when it comes to when it comes to doing something, anything, to reverse the trends, we're seduced by the new shiny car, the new boat, the latest iPod, the latest technological gadget. Seduced by it all. Selling our souls, let alone our children, for a few trinkets. Sounds a little bit... Biblical, doesn't it? Well, it is biblical in many ways. It is biblical. Because, join the dots, drug abuse. Obviously, there'll always be issues with drugs, whether it's tobacco, alcohol, illegal drugs, always issue. But why is it that at a particular point in time, one group in society finds itself racing for a chemical fix? Is it because we have no role anymore for people who don't go to tertiary education, for people who can't get an apprenticeship? I mean, are they the 21st century plebs who we call upon to go to the Colosseum and cheer as the, the other has been torn apart? great crisis and in many regards a crisis of our own making a crisis we have allowed we have allowed to develop and although good people everywhere and bad people and indifferent people do what they can it's not enough it's not enough for an individual just to stand up and make a ethical choice it's not enough for an individual to make a moral decision. We need to band together. We need to join together. We need to show these people, as the people in northern New South Wales show the New South Wales government and opposition, fracking was unacceptable. And traditional enemies came together to fight something which affects each and every one of them the integrity of their water supply, the integrity of their food. Now, when I talk about public interest before corporate interest to many of my so-called political colleagues, they say, well, I'm a member of the ALP. I can't join public interest before corporate interest. I'm a member of the Greens. I'm a member of the Liberal Party. I'm a member of this. I'm a member of that. Well, I ask you, what is that party doing to put public interest before corporate interests because what we've had in this country apart to some extent the Greens we have had a coalition we've had a Lib Lab coalition we've had the Liberal National Party and the ALP, the Alternative Liberal Party getting together to kick-start the deregulation, privatisation, corporatisation, globalisation revolution, to give away our sovereign rights as citizens, to remove our rights and liberties, to make us serfs in our own country. Well, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders sit back and say, well, 
now. You are beginning to understand what it's like to be dispossessed. You're beginning to understand what it's like to be a stranger in your own country. You begin to understand what it's like to be ostracised and marginalised, pushed aside, left alone. You're beginning to understand. And we are beginning to understand. But what do we do? That's the key. I mean, I can be erudite. I can look at all the newspapers, surf the web, listen to radio, give an analysis. For example, I'll give you an erudite analysis, all right? The Competition Commission has given a report and said, we need to do something about monopolies. And I'm thinking to myself, am I mad? Am I totally stark raving mad? We live in a capitalist society. The end point of capitalism is the creation of monopolies. Here we have a commission saying that if we want competition, we need the government to step in and set up legislation to ensure that competition occurs. Well, if you want competition, what you need is a mixed economy. What you need is publicly owned institutions and resources which act as a break on the activities of the corporate private sector. That's what you need if you want competition. You don't need to have some commission which has got no power to regulate petrol prices or oversee petrol prices or make sure large corporations like Coles and Woolworths are not involved in unconscionable behaviour. When they're involved in unconscionable behaviour, they pay a few million bucks fine and, and continue with their behaviour as if nothing. Shrug it off. Shrug it off. As some gulliver shrugged off one of the citizens of Lilliput. Hmm? Just shrug it off. You want them to bleed. You don't privatise public assets like they're going to do in New South Wales if Mr Fred Nile has his way. What you want is decent public institutions which provide real competition and a break on the private sector from gouging individuals and society as a whole. For example, the privately owned banking sector, the big four, the four pillars, the five pillars, whatever they are these days, you know. We talk about competition between a natural cartel. Competition. So when did the big four become so profitable? When they when were they able to introduce all these fees and charges, eh? when the Commonwealth Bank was privatised by the alternative Liberal Party masquerading as the ALP. When the Commonwealth, a government-owned bank, which had been formed in 1911 by the Labor Party to ensure ordinary people could actually get loans, when the Commonwealth Bank was privatised, I think it was in 1984-85, by the alternative Liberal Party, the only break that the community had on the unconscionable activities of the privately owned banks was removed. And irrespective 
of legislation and regulatory authorities, they went on their merry ways, maximising their profits at the expense of the rest of the community. And when the shit hit the fan in 2008, they demanded and got a government guarantee. But not once since 2008 have they given one cent back to the public sector for that government guarantee. And you wonder why so many people have become disaffected with the political system in this country. You wonder. We all wonder. I've seen something new recently. I've seen more and more people camping out in the streets. Didn't see that in the past, to such a degree. I see more and more kids with nothing to do. I see more and more old people wondering what's going to happen next. I see more and more people being pushed from pillar to post in the public health sector. I see more children who are going to public schools who are being denied, denied their their inalienable rights because they go to a public school and because public money is funnelled, billions of dollars of public money is funnelled into the private education sector. I see religious organisations build their empires at the expense of the public sector. Every day I see public space being whittled away where it's become almost impossible for citizens to hold up a placard without being in a public space, without actually being harassed by private security guards and police. I mean, citizens who exercise their rights in this country today are serial pests. Not the lifeblood of this community. I see workers pilloried, pushed around because they have the audacity to join a union. And it goes on and on and on. And it'll continue to go on and on and on while you are allow it to go on. That's the situation we find ourselves in. And it's a situation I'm not proud of because I'm in my 60s and I was there at the beginning in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s when we as a community would not have allowed this to occur. We all eulogise Mr Fraser when he died 10 days ago. But does anybody remember all those of us who were involved in the struggle against the Fraser government as it had attempted to destroy Medibank, the precursor of Medicare, the greatest single reform which was instituted by the Whitlam government in the 70s? Does anybody remember 
all the legislation that was passed, which attempted to break the stranglehold, attempted to break the power of the unions to actually improve the conditions and wages of their members? No, we don't. And on the 25th of April, we have great commemorations, $300 million of them, to commemorate World War I. Does anybody remember the victors? The anti-conscription movement, the anti-war movement in this country, that in World War I defeated two conscription referendums in December 1916 and uh, October 1917, when the supply of able-bodied men to be sacrificed on the killing European killing fields for the glory of God, king and country had dried up, the Hughes-led Labor government attempted to introduce conscription. Does anybody remember those thousands, if not tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Australians who were involved in that movement, which defeated those two conscription referendums, that would have ensured that another 62,000 young Australian men would have been sacrificed on the European killing fields for the glory of God, king and country, in a war fought by workers at either end of a bayonet for the glory of God, king and country, not for liberty, not for democracy, not for equality, sacrificed, destroyed, you know, in a dirty little trade war fought by imperial powers to extend their economic domination. That's the dilemma, isn't it? That's the dilemma. And this amnesia we all have, it's not just related to the frontier wars, not just related to the colonisation process, not just related to the history of war in this country, but related to what made us an example to the rest of the world a hundred years ago. That struggle by ordinary men and women in this country that ensured that ordinary people at least had the capacity to enjoy to some degree the fruits of this country. It seems like a dream that in the 1960s, one wage earner could earn enough money to buy a house in 6.7 years. It takes 6.7 years today to get a deposit if you're lucky. It seems like a dream that when I went to university, three education. When I did my doctorate in medicine, three education. Seems like a dream. But all these things are possible. Everything is possible as long as you resign from the Gunner tribe and resign from the somebody should do something about that tribe. You do have options. We all have options. And what options we seize and what options we leave behind to a large degree determine the type of society we have. While you leave it to the expert, you leave it to the politicians, you leave it to the, you know, the so-called celebrities and the sports heroes, Nothing happens. Things only happen when we organise and work together to ensure that the common wealth is used 
by all, not just a minority, to ensure that the power we're actually able to exercise through the political networks we have today puts the public interests before corporate interests. You've been listening to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. This program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au, 3cr.org.au. I encourage you to look at the Public Interest Before Corporate Interest website went up yesterday. Uh, Fascinating little website. As I said before, join today. Change the world tomorrow. Go to pibsic.net, P-I-B-C-I dot net. You want to email public interest before corporate interest? Email them at info at pibsic, P-I-B-C-I dot net. You can ring us on 0439 395 489. I've noticed how the 40% of Australians who don't use the internet have now become the forgotten people, the ostracised people. Well, you're not as far as we're concerned. You can always write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville, 3052. It may take a few extra days. But what's the difference? There's no difference. If I respond to an email now and I respond to it in a week, what does it really matter? A lot of Twitter about nothing. You can uh, go to the Anarchist Media Institute website, anarchistmedia.org, anarchistmedia.org. You can email us at anarchistage at yahoo.com, anarchistage at yahoo.com. Same postal address, Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052, telephone 0439. 395-489. Hopefully, I've tickled your interests. Hopefully, you'll look about doing something. If you disagree with everything I've said, fine. If you don't want to join, fine. But whatever you do, roll off that couch. Get out of bed. Get out of bed. Roll off the couch. And remember that it's you doing things that changes the world. Every journey starts with a small step. Take that small step. Stop being a complaining, carping consumer and start becoming a concerned, active citizen who knows they have rights and responsibilities and is willing to exercise those rights and accept those responsibilities to put the public interest before the interests of unaccountable corporations whose only responsibility is to make ever-increasing profits for their major shareholders, irrespective of the human, social and environmental costs. Thank you once again for listening to The Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station. And if your local community radio station doesn't broadcast The Anarchist World this week, tut, tut, tut. Knock on their door, say, why don't you broadcast the Anarchist World this week? We've had a community radio station in Queensland take up the Anarchist World this week because one of our listeners on the World Wide Web knocked on their door and made a nuisance of himself. So thank you for doing that. Once again, listen to the Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station next week or on your local radio station. Minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction An analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Anarchist World this week. Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. 10am every Wednesday. 
Listen to The Anarchist World this week for an up-to-date analysis of local, national and international events. Poisoning their brainwashed minds. Oh, Lord, yeah.